BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello, Doug Mallard. Hey, Doug Benson. How are you doing? Fantastic. What about you, buddy? Uh, pretty good. I'm pretty good. Uh, excited about our guest today. Was booked recently and had to cancel and, uh, or, you know, postpone. And uh, so we shuffled around some dates and we're making it happen. It's comedian, author, podcaster, Sarah Schaefer. Yeah. Have you written any books, Doug? I have not written a book. Do I need to starting today? (laughs) No, I was just (laughs) asking. (laughs) Uh, You know, we might get into it with her, but it just seems to be like kind of a thing that uh, comedians end up doing at one point or another, but it doesn't, it doesn't happen for uh, all of us. I co-wrote a book with two other people and that was, that was enough of a headache that I was like, I don't want, (laughs) I don't want to write a book all by myself. Uh, but you made a movie, though. Yeah. Can people see it? Uh, it's still like on a festival run, so you know. All right. Uh, well, we'll make sure to bring it up when you when people can uh, check sure. it out. Yeah. It's called "The Disappearance of Derby Dunsky." <laughs> 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 and what's it called? The Disappearance of Toby Blackwood. Oh, I got the disappearance right. I, I like. I what what did you say, Derby? What? <laughs> Derby Dunskin? Derby Dunscap. That uh, sounds like an elf or something. Yeah, I don't know why someone would have the first name Derby. Uh, I mean, other than like uh, maybe it was a big family and they went alliteration and they ran out of D's. <laughs> so there was probably probably a Douglas Dunscap, uh, but. Uh, now that we're in a giddy, silly mood, let's go chat with Sarah Schaefer. Let's go to work. Hello, Sarah Schaefer. Hello. Welcome to the wide world of Dougs. It's so good to be here. <laughs> <laughs> say say hi to my co-host Doug Mellard. Hi, Hello. Doug Mellard. Hi. <laughs> I told her to say hi to you, uh, Doug, and then you stepped all over it. Well, I was giving myself some self-love too. Saying <laughs> hi. You do have to do that. Uh, 
Doug is a comedian currently uh, located in Austin, as a lot of comedians are. And uh, and I, as I understand it, uh, Sarah and Doug have never uh, actually met, but no. uh, you'll get to know each other over this next hour. Um, so I'll start by asking you, Sarah, how are you? I'm good, you know, uh, just getting through it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> honest answer. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I, uh, I'm, I, I, it's like, like, how do I say this? I'm, I'm okay. I'm, 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 don't worry about me, but I'm dealing with some medical stuff right now that is really stressful. And it's like, it's sort of overtaken my life for a little bit, but I am okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it's just dealing with a lot of like appointments and insurance company and schedules and not feeling like I should be perf- like risking getting COVID right now at all. Just because mainly because I just don't want any of this crap to be delayed any longer. Oh, <laughs> so, God. Yeah. Um, hopefully that wasn't too much information, but that is the honest answer. I'm getting through it. <laughs> well, that's, you know, that's good to hear. And, uh, yeah. you know, um, it's, I don't know, maybe it's, if all these, if there's going to be medical issues, maybe the timing is, uh, you know, better in terms of you have, you know, having the time <laughs> to deal with it. Exactly. <laughs> you know, if there's one, yeah, I'm like, well, if we're going to be, you know, handling all this, and I'm, I'm looking at it as, uh, it's like a, a situation where I have to have surgery, and like, but it could, it, you know, I don't know the full outcome yet, but I know that what I'm doing could potentially save my life. So I'm trying to, uh, look at it that way as like a miracle, <laughs> you know? Right. <laughs> like, yeah, like, whoa, I was so lucky that all that happened. <laughs> I mean, I really, it's all good. I, I think you have a terrific attitude. Like, uh, you know, I, I got to have this, you know, important surgery. But, you know, in the meantime, let's go on a podcast with a couple of Dougs. Yeah. And, uh, you know. It's what I need. This is, it's <laughs> yeah. perfect. It's perfect. I'm, I'm, I need the distraction. Well, we are happy to provide it. That's a, in fact, that's probably not a bad slogan for our show for anyone who needs a distraction. (laughs) Be distracted with the dugs. It's got a nice alliteration and everything. Um, There's a lot worse things to be distracted with. It could be distracted with Jerry's. (laughs) They're not, you don't want to mess with them. That's unhealthy. (laughs) Well, that's what the show is about for the most part. If we had to say it was about something, uh, other than a couple of dogs getting together. No, it's uh, <laughs> just, just names and, uh, you know, how we can throw them around like that. Like, uh, you know, I think we're all in agreement about the name Jerry when you said it, you know, like we just, you just sort of know, even though obviously <laughs> when, when people are named as babies, they can't be like, well, this kid's going to be a real Jerry, but somehow, <laughs> somehow Jerry's get there, you know, through, uh, <laughs> nominative determinism or whatever but uh uh so that's what we um that's what we dig into here and so my first question for you is um 
just the emotional scars there must be from growing up with the name Sarah with no H at the end. Yeah, you know, um, first off, growing up, I thought my name was Sarah S., um, because there were so many other Sarahs <laughs> in my class that we all went Sarah P, Sarah S, Sarah M. And so and be like, what's your name, little girl? I'd be like, Sarah S. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Well, someday I'm going to be on The Bachelor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, With exactly. several other Sarahs. <laughs> but yeah, the, the no H... Uh, I find that with the H is more common. So, you know, the 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 stress of that i mean truly the the trauma of it all really has followed me no but actually it sarah schaefer is a pretty uh normal name normal sounding name i think um in our culture and but so people never ask me how it's spelled and i'm not joking my name was misspelled in the yearbook almost every year <laughs> like the first name you know there's two ways but the, the last sure. name schaefer i mean people really there's a there's a lot of variety there and so i i never when people are like oh i'm sorry i'm like i don't care like because it's so normal to me to have it misspelled that in a way it, it's it's just a reminder that my name is very normal to the point where people don't bother because you know when you when you meet someone even the last name like mellard Am I saying that right? Mellard, you, right? You're the yeah. first person to say it right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure people <laughs> do a double take and they go, what? How does that spell? Because they, it's not the most common name. So I take it as a reminder of my normalcy and blandness. Um, but I will say when I, in, in more recent years, you know, when I started touring more and getting to go tour in like other countries um, that speak English, you know, Australia, the UK, I realized that when you don't have an H in those countries, they, they aren't sure how to pronounce your name. And uh. I go, is it Sarah <laughs> or Sarah? <laughs> and I'm like, right. Oh, I didn't know there was an option. <laughs> so, right. If, but with an H it's, I, I don't even understand. I would imagine there's some people that call it, that pronounce it Sarah with an H. They do. Right? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but I, I, <laughs> I, I'm, I definitely wasn't going to be that girl growing up to be like, no, it's actually Sarah. Like, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, my nickname in my family is actually Bo. And um, um, I, I, for years, I've just gone by Bo in my family and I realized a few years ago that I, the, my biggest career regret was not just going by Bo Schaefer. Cause that's such a better name. Oh man. <laughs> I would be fame. I would be so famous if I had gone by Bo Schaefer. You'd be at least like, you know, Mo Collins level famous. Yeah. Yeah. God or, damn it. <laughs> or, or Bo Bice. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not Bo Burnham levels, but definitely. Oh, yeah. Bo Burnham's a big <laughs> yeah. list. Um, <laughs> well, but it's such okay, a better so name. Where does, where does Bo come? Why does Sarah okay. get called Bo? In so movie? it comes from my dad would sing. Uh, it came from Sarah, Sarah, Bobera, Fanana, Fana, Fofera, that whole thing. Uh, and then he yeah. started calling me Bobera. And then it got shortened to Bo. 
And now the nieces and nephews, they call me Bobo. So it's, (laughs) (laughs) which I guess means idiot in Spanish. So I'm, I'm uh, good with it. It it works. (laughs) You could get into the clowning business with Bobo. I could. And (laughs) maybe it's a good, it's a good time to get into clowning. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which, with each generation in your family, that story is going to get more complicated. <laughs> and you know what I mean? Like, well, Bobo, where'd that come from? Well, it's from, you know, it was Bo. Oh, all right. There's a lot more to it than that, right? <laughs> yeah. um, Not a what very are the interesting odds, story. What are the odds that you'll get an H on your cup at Starbucks? I wonder, do <laughs> is it... What's the percentage? Like if this was on the show card sharks or something like, is it 50% or higher? Uh, much higher. I think it's a, yeah. uh, it's a uh, almost always. You they know. just throw the H on just because yeah. wh- why the hell not? It's going to sound the same when we announce it. Yeah. And I, I don't even flinch. Uh, you know, it's just, it doesn't matter to me. I will say, and I, for a couple of years, there's like really close friends of mine would, would sometimes spell it Sarah with an H in text messages. And I would get kind of annoyed because <laughs> I'd be like, you know how to spell my name. Um, but then I realized they might be doing voice to text with its <laughs> autocorrect. And so I had to kind of let up on that. Uh, and just you, well. you at least have to tell yourself that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> You know, they're taking the extra time to type an unnecessary letter in you know, <laughs> talking with you. So at least uh, you're that important to them. Yeah. So I, I like to look at it. Yeah. Uh, and Schaefer's just got to be. I'll tell you the, 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 uh, the positive side to Schaefer, uh, the way it's spelled, you spell it, is when you look at it, when you see it there's probably only one pronunciation, right? If someone's yeah. looking at it, they yeah. pretty much nail it. Cause they just kind of forced into mm-hmm. saying it correctly just by just trying to say what's written there. But, yeah. but when they're spelling it, when someone else is trying to write it down, it must just be wrong all the time. Oh, it's in every direction. <laughs> it, uh, yeah. It, <laughs> the, um, people start, they'll go Schaefer and they go, is that with, um, is that with two F's? And I'm like, back up. We got to get that. There's a, there's a C in there. We got to get that. Oh my God. You're getting ahead of yourselves with the, uh, the F. Yeah. Hang on. We got, we got a couple other bases to cover yeah, before we, we get got, to the F. We got five letters that with each one, it could go any way, could yeah. go in any direction pretty much. I mean, I guess once you say the C, there has to be an H. Yeah. But everything else is pretty Everything much. else is up, up in the air. Yeah. <laughs> um it's spelled like the beer. Uh Schaefer beer is a right. school beer. Um uh, but people don't know the beer, so that doesn't <laughs> help. <laughs> they like the beer and they're like, What? <laughs> There's a beer from the seventies. <laughs> they just write down Schlitz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um it 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 it's a fun one, but again, I, I usually don't even correct people uh, unless it's for something serious or it's like my name, the name of a TV show that I'm the host of or something like that. But 
Um, yeah, that, and they yeah. just they it, yeah, and again, if they see it and then they say it, they should be all right. It's just you can't let them you can't let them spell it. Yeah. Uh, they, they've probably got your name wrong on the Chiron at the bottom of a show that you're a guest on. Oh yeah, that especially if you've a lot. done morning TV somewhere. Yeah, that has <laughs> that. I have like a screen, uh, and the thing is, I didn't even know. I probably didn't even notice it until you said that and i'm like i think there is one that i had just was looking at you know old photos and i saw a screen grab of me on like a local news show and i was like ah the two f's they went for it (laughs) (laughs) uh what about um with the name sarah we were talking to recently we had uh, a mary on mary santoro was on Mm -hmm. and uh she was talking about how people People that don't even know her very well that she just just met will jump to calling her mayor, like shorting Mary to oh. mayor. <laughs> do people do people go Sarah? Do people no. call you Sarah uh, ever? I get Sarah Bear. Oh um, my god! What? You know, uh, yeah, I just got so- chills. I, my whole body just <laughs> yeah from it, it, the idea of being called that. <laughs> yeah, it's not great, but you know what? Growing up. There were there is really no nickname for Sarah, although some people say Sally is a nickname for Sarah somehow. Um, <laughs> somehow. I know. And I'm like, that's not there's a lot of like nicknames like that um, that in women's like old timey names that it's like, how is that? Um, but Sarah growing up did not have a, a easy nickname. Um, and I kind of there was a time where I was like, I, I was jealous of people who had you know, a million choices for nicknames, but no, no, I would get a lot of, uh, Schaefer, Schaefe, Chafe. Uh, <laughs> that, that was one that I really enjoyed as a young woman being called Chafe. Um, yeah. And Chafe is also misleading because it's not, yeah. it's not spelling that part of your name correctly. <laughs> no. And then I, I sort of, I reclaimed it in, um, in college, I was like a camp counselor and that somebody started it, it, it somehow it would happen multiple times in my life where a group, it was usually guys. They would go from Schaefer to Schaefe to Chafe. It just, their heads went there. And so I reclaimed it a little in at that camp. And I was like, yeah, my nickname is Chafe and uh, don't rub me the wrong way guys. You know, oh, yeah. nice. I, I was always destined for comedy I greatness. Think, yeah, or the roller derby. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a roller derby, you know, fun. Yeah. They always have fun names. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chafer <laughs> uh, is uh, that's a good yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Doug has never written a book. <laughs> No, that's that's sad. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah, for I'm you just though. That to pump you up, Sarah, because you yeah. have. Tell us I about have. your book. Oh, thank! I love that transition. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I did. I wrote a book, um, and it's called Grand, and it's a memoir. Um, I would say it's a little different than your typical comedian memoir. It's not, you know, a bunch of essays. Uh, that are uproarious. Uh, I would say it's more of a journey um, and it it dips into a little more serious 
uh, sad stuff than I guess a normal comedian memoir would, but it's about me going into the Grand Canyon on this like eight day whitewater rafting trip. And while I'm down there, I'm reflecting back on, on like the, the big stories of my life. And, um, it's funny, but it's also emotional. Um, and it was really hard to write, but, uh, I'm very proud of it. So if you like something that sounds, if that sounds like something you would enjoy, I definitely recommend it. It's got the highs and lows of life. <laughs> yeah. I don't think. Oh, go ahead. No, you, you go. I don't think I could have written that book. So <laughs> <laughs> it, it was, I, I um, was thinking about it earlier today, actually, I was thinking about how I'm working on like a script, you know, like the typical person in Hollywood. And I, um, and I'm even, you know, I was even at a coffee shop working on it. So I was really fitting the mold. <laughs> and um, I thought at one point I was like, God, this fucking sucks. I'm so bad at this. And I just reminded myself, like, remember when you didn't think you could write a whole book and you did and you're proud of how it turned out. Like, just remember that the light is come, you know, that there's an end to this and you'll be, you'll get it to where it needs to be and it'll be good. And I would say that that was, you know, it definitely accomplishing that definitely made me feel like I could do anything now. If I could do that, <laughs> it was very challenging in every way. Um, but I did it. I feel like you've had a good therapist in your life at some point from some of the things you've oh, said. Oh yeah. Her, <laughs> I love her. Her name's Winnie. Uh, shout out to Winnie. Thank you. <laughs> so she, she's really great. She, I've she's been giving you some good tools. Yeah. She's really helped me w with my life <laughs> and with when the book. You, she wrote it. No, just kidding. Uh, which, <laughs> she was my ghostwriter. What, which came first, the idea to write, like did the book, were you like, I'm going to be on this river for eight days. This is a good time for you to gather my thoughts for a book or did the, did uh, it come no. to you during it? Yeah. I, I, I sold, I got, I was very fortunate. I got a book deal before writing the book and uh, based on like a book proposal and the proposal was wildly different than what the book ended up being. Um, but it was about a dragon. It was, it was, it was a, a novel about a baby dragon just trying to find his way. Yeah. No, but, um, I, I sold the book and then I wrote my first draft and I got my notes back from my editor and they were, uh, devastating. I mean, just like, I thought maybe that it wasn't going to work out. Like I thought, Ooh. Like, and, and you know, have you, if you've ever gotten feedback on something, criticism is really hard to take no matter what. It, it's easy to go, well, they're wrong. Um, but in this case, every word I was like, she's fucking right. Every, you know, she, <laughs> I, I mean, I had written so much and she maybe liked like one chapter <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck. Uh -huh. And so I was really down. And then literally like the next week I went on this trip in the Grand Canyon with my sister. And so I was feeling very low about myself uh, in many ways when I went down there and had a very transformative experience. And it was about a month and a half, two months later that I thought, oh, what if 
I brought this story that's so fresh in my mind, that's full of life and so easy and fun to write about, to lighten this book that feels very heavy. And uh, I ran it by her and she was like, I think that sounds promising. Give it a go. And uh, it's hard when, you know, they're like, give it a try. You're like, I'm just going to try writing a whole book again. Okay. (laughs) And and, then Justin, I hope you like it. Um, um, And then I, I did it and it worked well. I had to write another couple drafts to, to get it really honed in. But um, in a way the book, it's weird. I couldn't write this in the book. You know, people reading it wouldn't know that like some of my low feelings that I had about myself in the Grand Canyon had to do with the book itself that I was, that they were reading. (laughs) But, uh, it, it was, um, it was a really fun adventure and very challenging emotionally. And, uh, uh, but you know, you can read all about it. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds grand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the title I'm realizing has many or at least two or three meanings. It does. It definitely yeah. does. Uh, at one point, the edit, the publisher, they were like, we're just not sure how to categorize this book. Cause it's like kind of funny, but it's also like very moving and poignant. And we just want to make sure we're marketing it correctly. So what we were thinking, maybe changing the title to ain't that grand. <laughs> Oh no. We're like, ain't it grand? And I just went, absolutely not. (laughs) Uh, It wasn't my editor. It was like some person on a marketing team, you know, God help them, you know, and and they were like, ain't it grand? And I was like, you know, I've never said that. No one in my life has ever said that. I don't think that can be the title of my book. I appreciate it. Okay, well, we've got another pitch for you. We were worried you wouldn't like that one. What do you, could we need a more positive name? What do you think about Yes, You Kenyan? (laughs) Now that I would have considered. I was reminded when we were, you know, because Grand is, uh, I think that's a great title. And um, there's an actor with Grand as a uh, first name, which is, I, I think oh. I, I've only seen it the one time. He's in, uh, he's in Die Hard. So you see his name in, <laughs> in, in Die Hard a lot. But his name, and again, this is the middle initials, maybe like acting. I, I don't know, because how many people, are, their first name is Grand and would need to change anything. Uh, for SAG, but uh, <laughs> but it's just such a memorable name to me because his name is Grand Middle Initial L, so it's Grand L Bush. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> and it's the black that's... dude that's in the helicopter with Robert Davi, and they're both named Agent Johnson. Uh, yeah, Johnson and Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow, that's a that's a memorable name. Yeah, yeah, uh, but Grand is a first name. Uh, or a book name is is uh, certainly unique. <laughs> what about your middle name? What's going on there? What have you been oh. hiding from us? Oh God! Okay, so once again, <laughs> hitting with the normal name, but definitely not spelled normal. I've got Carol. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, Can we well, guess how it's spelled? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it's not C A R O L. That's the traditional. Yeah way um right, Two L's. Let's, let's see we got sarah with no h and then carol what could what could possibly i think it's 
R O L with an H on the end. Oh, <laughs> Carol. Uh, Carol. Oh, but uh, I just thought of one that I've seen. What about hmm. Carol with an E at the end? Yes, it's Carol with an E. Okay. <laughs> like Christmas Carol sometimes is spelled with an E. Uh, right. if, you're, if you're feeling fancy, uh, yeah. it's, it's fancy Carol. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> but yeah, it's, I'm, that's my, that was my aunt's name. Uh, and so I got Carol as a middle name, which I love. It's just so Carol. So you have a history um, of mis- <laughs> you have a history of misspellings in your family. I do, <laughs> I do. <laughs> um, my mom's name is Billy, with an I E. So she oh wow you know, right on that that train. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I had to go through this, somebody else needs to go through this. Yeah. <laughs> Unnecessary letters, uh, yeah. and also, like, I feel like a lot of people don't put any thought into how the three names sound together with middle names because they just go into it like, well, this is just something we're required to do is come up with a middle name. It's <laughs> usually a, you know, from family or something just to be able to say to them, Hey, look, we put your name in the middle and it's rarely going to be spoken. Uh, but Sarah Carroll, Sarah Carroll safer. Like it, it doesn't, it flows. doesn't feel like they thought about it. it I think it flows. Sarah. Okay. Carroll say, say it in a, how you like to hear it. Sarah Carol Schaefer. <laughs> okay. Schaefer really, I'm bumping on Schaefer, but Sarah Carol's is a good. <laughs> I'm seeing it. I'm seeing Sarah Carol now. I'm liking it more. And yeah. in fact, did you ever think about just pushing those together and throwing a hyphen in there? Oh, I'd love Sarah that. Carol. I, there's Sarah so, Carol. I, I have so many regrets. There's so many ways that my name could have been more interesting and, and marketable. Uh, you know, and I, I, I'm just the dud Sarah Schaefer. Uh, and you know, and also there's already a Sarah S who's very famous in comedy. And, uh, I sometimes, um, I think people, they'll mix me up in weird ways, not like in comedy stylings or whatever, but sometimes I think people think they're getting Sarah Silverman because they just, their brain did a little weird thing. And then they realize it's Sarah Schaefer and they're bummed. Uh, and these I, the, the lows you talk about in your book. Yeah. <laughs> these are my traumas. Um, and you know, the Sarah, the Sarah. So I, I literally pitched a show. This literally happened to me one time. I was pitching a show all around town. And I, one of the stops I made was Hulu and, uh, they go, you know, this is such a great idea. Um, but we literally have a, a show in the same vein from Sarah Silverman. Oh my God. And they were like, we can't have two shows with a, a woman named Sarah S. And I was like, but there's 12 talk shows hosted by a guy named Jimmy. So, <laughs> <laughs> but they, I mean, it's true though. That would have been crazy. I mean, like it, it, it wasn't going to work, but I, so I remember going, cause we ended up not being able to sell the show anywhere. And I remember going back to Hulu and being like, can you at least get me a job writing on that show? <laughs> <laughs> um, it didn't, and that didn't happen either, but uh, <laughs> uh, it was, um, I don't mind having a similar name to Sarah Silverman because I like her, but you know, it's better than having the similar name to other people that I won't name. (laughs) 
Oh, I mean, this my having the same name as Doug Mellard has just been a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we had to do this show just to reconcile yeah. uh, the, the, the the hatred in my heart. Exposure therapy, yeah. And Sarah, <laughs> Silverman, and Sarah Silverman's dog, right? <laughs> Her dog is named Doug. At least in the well, show, it was. It was well, yeah. In real life, his name Duck, but everybody thought she was saying Doug. So then, when she had a <laughs> fictional version of the same dog, <laughs> you know, I mean, when the dog appeared as himself, uh, she, <laughs> she still she went with Doug on the TV show. Um, and I, I like that dog very much. Uh, rest in peace. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. She's got a Aww. new. She's got a new little dog now. That's uh, yeah. you know, and that dog's name is Mary. <laughs> uh, and we're trying to we're trying to get her on the show. Um, <laughs> trying trying to secure a booking. But we've got we've got so much more to talk about with uh, Bobo Sarah Carroll. Uh, we'll do that right after this break. We'll be right back. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We're back. Sarah Schaefer, it's time to move off of your name and mm-hmm. on to the more difficult questions mm-hmm. regarding the name Doug. <laughs> How many Dougs do you feel like you've known in your life? Okay, aside from you and right. now Doug Mellard. Um, right. Okay. I can only think of one and because this is he's typical, he's not a, not a good memory. I, I hate to break oh, it to you. It's a bad Doug, bad Doug. And, uh, in, in other areas, for instance, in my book or in a couple like old stand-up material, I have mentioned him, but I always use a different name, but Doug was always better because it's so Doug. Sorry, no offense, but Doug was. <laughs> oh, none taken. Doug was no, a boss. Uh, Doug was my boss. <laughs> um, oh, okay. At my first day job when I moved to New York City, and he was almost to the point, you know, where they people use say that old saying of like, if I wrote this, people would say it wasn't believable. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, because he was just such a cartoon character of like the horrible boss and um when I, I remember when i so it was a law firm and if this is difficult for you guys because your name is doug please just let me know stop. <laughs> no we gotta hear it we gotta hear it because you know this is happening out there in our name and we can't we can't just pretend it's not going on honestly i think he might be the only other doug i've ever known 
um, that I can recall. But when one I Doug worry is, now that you might steer clear of Doug's because of what. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. I, but or or the other possibility being that this Doug was such a looming force in my life and memories that all other do- Dougs, all other Dougs have been overshadowed and I didn't form memories of the, any of the other Dougs. Right. It's the only name. It's the only face you can imagine when you hear that name. Um, but anyway, Doug, uh, when I showed up, so it was a law firm in New York city. I got the job through a previous employer. Uh, I lived in new Orleans for a sh- short year before moving to New York right after college and my boss from New Orleans hooked me up with this job in New York. And um, I worked closely with one of the managing partners of the firm, Doug. And when I get there, I'm like on his team. It was called the New Matters Team. We, we went after and organized our, our, the new cases coming in to the firm. And um, Doug... When I first got there, my supervisor was like, okay, uh, you gotta, I gotta warn you about Doug, you know? (laughs) Oh my God. He's a nightmare. And I'm like, oh Lord, this is the guy that gave me, Doug gave me the job. Doug is the friend, you know? Right. And um, they're like, and I'm like, well, give me an example. They're like, well, he farts really loud during meetings <laughs> and he'll literally lift his leg. I mean, this is like a law firm yeah. on the top floor of a skyscraper what? in Manhattan. <laughs> and he's lifting his leg and ripping them during a meeting. And I'm thinking, no fucking way. This is, these people are exaggerating. He did it once. And now they're just, you know, clowning <laughs> on him forever and they won't let it go. Sure enough. I mean, it's literally like my first month there and we're in a meeting and we're like in his office and we're, the team is like arranged in a sort of like L shape around his desk. And I can see, I'm like looking at him where he's profile. So I'm almost like behind the, you know, the apron of his desk. I can see his full body and he truly, he did exactly what they said. He lifted his leg up and he farted. What? in the middle of the meeting. And I mean, I have never had to work so hard. I mean, tears were coming out of my eyes because I was working so hard not to laugh. I'm just like leafing through my new matters report. Just like, whoa, page four has got some data on it that we should look at. <laughs> I'm like, and uh, I mean, that's just the tip of the ice tip, tip of the Dougberg. Um, uh, you know, he clipped his nails during meetings. Um, you know, one time I was in his office and he was like, literally I'm like mid sentence telling him something and he just gets up and, and leaves. (laughs) I'm like, what am I, what do I do? Uh, you know, you just do stuff like that. And then, and he also made sexual comments. I, I probably wouldn't go so hard on him if he didn't also sexually harass me, but <laughs> Good Lord. Um, yeah. And he was just a, you know, uh, he would just, it's just every day was a new adventure and we would just play this game. We were like, is Doug evil or stupid? And it was kind of like how people would talk about George W. Bush, you know, they'd be like, is he evil or is he stupid? And like, you know, we, we would just go round and round talking about, how he was you know he grew he was like 
to me, the, the classic, um, failing upwards, like mediocre white guy stereotype that people joke on where it's like, he came, you know, he was born with a silver spoon in his mouth. He, you know, loved yachting, going out on sailboats and yachts and shit. And like, he just was in making so much money. And we were like, what does he even do? You know, what, how is he allowed to be this successful? It's like, if any one of us did one of these things, we would be like fired immediately. So that's my Doug. And if you like commented on his fart, would you, I assume, get in a lot of trouble? Like, how is well, he, he would just go, he would just kind of be like, excuse me, you know, and it was just be like, oh, God. And <laughs> I, I, you know, and I think he maybe thought it was funny or he was very childish. And so that was like, I think he thought, oh, they think it's funny or or I'm just allowed. I don't know. He, he could have been on the spectrum for all I know, like yeah. <laughs> looking back, you know, yeah. but uh, he, he definitely, those, those being on the spectrum doesn't excuse, uh, it, it, it doesn't excuse uh, <laughs> uh, sexually harassing people. That's a separate issue yeah. to be clear, yeah. but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, well, he was very mad when I left the job to go pursue my dreams and, you know, um, and he even said something crazy. He goes, he was just like, first of all, he wouldn't talk to me. He just held up a newspaper in front of his face while I was like trying to talk to him for, for several days. He just, whenever I walked in his office, he would just pick up something and so that I couldn't see his face. He would wow. like, cover it. And finally he That's talked it. to me. Cause I'm like, Doug, I, I have work to do. Like I, I need you to answer this question. <laughs> and he finally was just like, can I just, can, could could I pay for you to go to business school? Is that how we keep you? <laughs> it's like looking back, I'm like, God, that was dumb of me not to take up that offer. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway. so he might be on the spectrum if he's like that, unaware of how horrible he is to work for. I don't know. I mean, he was coddled. He his secretary was this very eccentric woman who uh, always would talk, she treated him like a, like a child, you know, and, and would, Oh, I've got to get Doug's tea ready, you know, and she, she would just do whatever he needed and never like fight back. And, uh, and then she'd always make comments about how she was working on a novel and that it was <laughs> a thousand pages. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, it was called it was Ain't time. Doug Grand. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we were always like, she's in love with him. She's clearly in love with him. It sounds like a circus. Yeah, that was uh, right. The whole place was a bit of a wild place to work. And uh, and they were a little uh, rough around the edges when I got there in terms of like, because what I what we did was securities fraud. So they, they were plaintiff's lawyers. So they would like go after. Uh, the invest, you know, they would go after huge companies. So like the big example I would give is Enron. The, when I worked there was when Enron and all that stuff was happening. And they would, in addition to criminal cases, um, the investors would like go and sue companies that had like misrepresented their finances, you know, so the, the shareholders can fight back with civil cases. And that's what my law firm did was represent the class of shareholders against these companies that had done financial wrongdoing and try to win back some of the money. Now, 
when I got there, I was, it was framed to me like, we're the good guys, you know, uh, we go after the big bad guys. But then after a while, I, I mean, I was very naive. I was very young and I was like, well, are we really the good guys? If, you know, we're taking, you know, a huge cut of the, of the settlement and each partner in this firm is making, you know, millions. And then the, the, but the shareholders are seeing pennies on the dollar return. You know, when you get something in the mail, that's like, you're, you're a member of the class. <laughs> yeah. You are entitled to a settlement of $1 and 28 cents. Yeah, you know, yeah. the lawyers on those cases are making like $20 million. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And so there was some weirdness there. Um, but they were a little bit of a boys club when I got there. But by the time I left, which was five years later, they had started to get more success and they had won some very big cases. And so they were more in the public eye and they had started to try and be a little more straight laced with the behavior around the office and, you know, not, you know, not being sued for sexual harassment and things like but, that. <laughs> but still farting. Still, I don't think I, what I, from what I heard a few years after I left, Doug Doug was either ousted or he or he kind of left on his own. So I don't know. I'm sure he's on a sailboat right now, just farting in yeah. the wind. Yeah, it's where you can fart out in the open sea. You know, it's like uh, yeah, he can be he can be all the Doug that he can be out there. That's how his sail works. I mean, I just can't. I, I, I just feel like we've we've talked about some bad dugs uh, <laughs> on this show, but this one might be. You might have brought us the worst dug. Yeah, that, that, uh, he's a bad one. But uh, he liked you, though. It sounds like he liked me, um, but he was very volatile and would you know he was easily. You just like when when the I don't know if you've ever worked for someone or had someone in your life that was so crazy to deal with that like when when he would call my phone you know these inner office phones you could see the name of the person who's calling you like the extension or whatever and when i could see that it was him i mean just the the spike of adrenaline and like stress hormones like in my body when i would see his name like and i would just be like ah! and then i'd pick up the phone hi doug <laughs> <laughs> like what can i do for you <laughs> you know and he'd just be like Sarah, 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 <laughs> just like oh, start the phone no. call with that. One time I accidentally, because oh we would talk so much shit about him, like the team would just, it was like our pat. it was the only way we could survive was making fun of Doug. In fact, after he left, I bet it was way worse to work there because he had nobody to unite around hating. Um, but Doug, oh, by the way, there was another guy named Jerry. <laughs> who, was his, who was awful as well oh lord we called him the nester what oh my god so when these emails kept getting sent to the whole office that were like whoever is leaving please stop making a mess in the bathroom please clean up after yourself in the bathroom and we're all like who is this about? Cause you know, all the women are like, who's leaving a mess. I'm not seeing a mess in the bathroom. Did I miss it? And I guess they were sending it to the whole office because they didn't want to like embarrass him. But my supervisor was like, Oh, so I'll tell you what it is. Somebody 
goes in the men's bathroom and creates a nest of individual squares of toilet paper all over the seat. He's like, it's like seriously crazy serial killer mental ill stuff happening. Like, and they create this nest and then they leave it there and they don't clean it up. And it's weird. And instead of like, and like my supervisor would like, he's like, I conducted an investigation. I finally figured out who it was. He's like, I heard what he goes. I was in the bathroom because he would always call me and he'd go come into my office. And then he'd go shut the door. And I would be like, yes, we're about to talk shit. You know? And, and he goes, I know who the nester is. And he's like, I was in the bathroom and I could hear someone ripping the toilet paper one square at a time. And I knew I was in the presence of the nester. Oh. So I looked under the stall and I saw his shoes. And then he like went around and figured out who it was. And it was Jerry, you know, <laughs> anyway. Uh, uh, yeah, we used to make fun of Doug a lot and Jerry as well. And, um, one time I responded to, I like sent an email making fun of Doug and I accidentally sent it to Doug. Oh shit. Oh shit. And, I realize what I've done the moment I sent it and I'm, I'm in a fucking panic. Cause I am, I'm so afraid of like getting in trouble. Like I just am not equipped to handle that. And I'm like panicking and, and sure enough, Doug's name shows up on the phone and I pick up and I'm like, and I'm about to be like, I'm so sorry, you know? And he goes, Sarah, he goes, come into my office. And I'm like, Oh God, I go in there. And he's like, he's like, you're funny. He was like, he thought I was like making fun of him, like in a ribbing him kind of way. Like, I don't remember what the email said, but it was vague enough where he didn't understand that I was being mean to him. <laughs> and literally in that meeting, he, we start talking about something else and he's like, I think you deserve a promotion. <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> <Good> work <laughs> oh that's so, amazing yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I got away with it but I did but those were some crazy days alright well <laughs> I just, you know we generally like to ask everybody who their top Doug is uh, we know who your bottom Doug is and uh, yeah and that only leaves me and Doug Mellard as the other Doug. So you don't really have a oh, uh, shit. don't really have a top Doug, which is fine. Uh, we could let you uh, uh, have, um, you know, Doug Emhoff, the most powerful Doug in the world right now. Who's he uh, again? He's the uh, uh, second gentleman. Oh yeah, <laughs> that guy. Yeah, uh, I always have to pause before saying his title because it. It is tricky. Yeah. Um, he's fine. Yeah, um, right? I mean, I would say Doug, no offense, Doug Miller, but Doug Benson's probably, <laughs> I, I don't know you well enough yet yeah, to like, to really fully judge. So I'll lump you in as like a, a tag on, but Doug Benson's got to be my top Doug. I mean, I don't there know if there's another Doug. I mean, there's that cartoon Doug. Uh, uh, I find... He was annoying, right? And then, <laughs> well, they say he was say he was supposed to be funny, but I don't. Uh, I can't even conjure up like I don't know what he sounds like. I've just seen draw, you know, the drawing, this sort of stick figure yeah, drawing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I have um, never 
paid attention yeah. to that show. I think dogs yeah, avoid yeah. that show because they feel they fear the, uh, you know, they they feel like it's already got an axe to grind with yeah. people named Doug. Um, yeah, I think you might be my Doug. Doug. Well, that's an honor, I, I must say. And we discussed this a little bit earlier. It kind of came up, but the fact that so many people are named Sarah, mm-hmm. do you have, have you just had constant relationships with other Sarahs throughout your whole <laughs> life? Yeah. It, well, it's hard to avoid other Sarahs. Um, yeah. See, cause we don't see dogs know, at all. You know, we hardly ever run into dogs. Yeah. But Sarah's That's a special out thing. There. Yeah. Yeah. Sarah's <laughs> are out and about. And, um, you know, I, I never really have, I think if you're someone named Sarah, you don't feel one way or another competitively with other Sarahs because there's just so abundant that you, you don't really look at another Sarah and feel, Oh, there can only be one, you know, how dare you? Um, or like but, you never look at one and go, that doesn't look like a Sarah to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, there was a, a thing recently where people were like looking up on urban dictionary, their name, and like what it meant and <laughs> the description of Sarah was so wildly off of what I thought it would be. It was just like, Sarah is hot as fuck, you know? And it was just like, I guess there are some really hot Sarahs, but I never thought of me and my name is like a hot name. I always thought it was just like Sarah plain and tall as there's a book called Sarah plain and tall, which I very much relate to. Um, <laughs> from growing up, it's like a kid's book. Um, have you seen this? Is a out of nowhere question, but have you seen uh, either of the Tall Girl movies? <laughs> no, um, I didn't see either of them. But I I saw the preview of the first one, and I mean, everybody was making fun of it and being like, "What the fuck?" And you know, I was like, "I don't know." I I I do to be a very tall woman is stressful it, it it's not great you, you know um but it's just like anything everyone has something that sets them apart in their head that kind of like makes them not cool growing up and what you, whatever it is you get bullied for everybody's got something usually yeah and uh but being a tall a really tall girl i'm 5'10 so i'm on the border i'm like the first height you are to i'm on the low end of tall i'm classified as tall but I don't have some of the problems that I think a six foot plus woman has, which is like, you know, comments you get or being treated like whatever way. But, um, you know, people go, well, models are tall, so they're treated better. And I'm like, you have to be like so skinny and tall to be a model that that's another species almost. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, yeah, they're weird. They're definitely yeah. living. So different... Yeah. And, but, um, I didn't see those movies, but I definitely was like, you know, I know we're all making fun of it, but you know, there is a thing to being a tall woman. Like, you know, uh, I never well, get this... that feeling of like being small, and like, you know, like I always want to be like, oh, I just want to feel tiny or like a guy, like when I see little, like little, like when I see <laughs> smaller women being like thrown around like cheerleaders or like, uh, you know, being carried over the, the, 
you know, you're being care like uh like carried over the ver- what is it called? The when threshold. You know, the threshold, yeah, it's like the bride. I'm always like, what's that like? It's like uh, unless I'm around a very large guy, I'm like, I just when you're really tall, you don't get some of that uh fun stuff that shorter girls get, you know, which is you get to be tossed around. And that sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just tripping on the, the that expression has always existed like carrying her over the threshold, but mm-hmm. it's basically saying there's a that there's a line an imaginary line between where you're not having sex yet and you're and you're having sex like you carry her over <laughs> the threshold the finish line the yeah. the goalposts yeah and, oh what a disgusting it's expression. all so <laughs> fucked up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh man, we just gotta get it over the threshold. Like yeah. it's gotta be like an adventure movie, and she's being saved. And uh, but this, yeah. these uh, this tall girl too. I just watched it because it just came out on uh, Netflix, and I'd never seen uh, Tall Girl One. But mm-hmm. um, but you know she's in high school, and she's you know taller than everybody else, and like the boy that you know she wants to have a boy girl you know romance with is like. Uh, you know, too short for, you know, he's super, you know, he's yeah. not short. He's just regular or whatever. Yeah. He's just way shorter than her. And so that's makes it, you know, difficult for them. Uh, you know, but it is a cute movie, but it's, it's uh, also for me was fun because I asked, I wanted to know if you'd seen the, you know, the first one, because I don't know how much music's in the first one, but in the second one, she gets cast as the lead in the school musical and it's Bye Bye Birdie. Mm-hmm. So there's just random numbers from Bye Bye Birdie throughout the, <laughs> uh, throughout the movie. And, and so I, I enjoyed that aspect of it. I thought uh, that part was fun. Yeah. I mean, um, that's another stereotype. I think the ingenue in, in musicals and stuff you normally wouldn't think would be a very tall woman. So I, I I'd be interested to see that. But yeah, yeah. well, yeah, the shorty that, you know, normally gets the lead in the school shows that's her rival is very, very upset and always pointing to how she's too tall to uh, for the role. (laughs) It's (laughs) such silly shit to make a whole movie out of, though. You do have to admit it. What the fuck? Two movies. (laughs) Well, also, it's like it's like you can have you. It's you know, it's easy to have a girl that's too tall for all the other high school students. Just cast a 24 year old woman. (laughs) And uh, no, I don't know how old she is in real life well she's i definitely enough. you know my first husband was shorter than me you know and we got divorced over it so no just kidding um, <laughs> <laughs> no. but yeah i mean it's it's you won't you don't want to admit that you're like someone who cares about that stuff and i feel bad you know like i'm never like i i have dated guys that are and liked guys that have been attracted to guys that are short considered short i have never really had uh, a thing about it but there is just this overwhelming thing about the man should be taller than the woman yeah <laughs> it's like why <laughs> so i'm glad they dug into that oppression yeah, you know, yeah, and it's yeah. you know, it's a, I guess you know, it's probably based on YA books or something, and it's definitely yeah. not not for me. But I I just watch everything that uh, goes to number one on Netflix because I just think it's interesting. Uh, uh, you know, watching what yeah. you know, being able to know what the most popular thing on the uh, service is at yeah. any time, and just sort of watch it. And agree or disagree with everybody on uh, whether it should be popular. But we're out of time. That was amazing. 
uh, hour. It just flew so by. Yeah. And uh, thank you so much for joining us. Your podcast is called The Schaefer Shakedown. Yeah. And uh, what else would you like to plug? That's it. I talked about my book and the podcast, you know. That's where you can find a way to support me if you liked anything I said. <laughs> anything at all. Especially anything. especially if you have a Doug or Jerry in your life uh, who is a complete weirdo. Like, what happened <laughs> with, the, with the squares on the toilet? Did, did I don't know. never confronted about it? <laughs> I don't think it was ever figured out. I think maybe he was shamed enough by the office emails to, like, find another bathroom somewhere in the building to do that weird behavior. So I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I just, I, I, first of all, I want to do it. <laughs> I want to go. Maybe there's something to it. Cause then somebody there is going to be, have heard of this sort of thing happening and think, Oh no, we're going to, this is what we've got. You know, like anytime I go to audition somewhere, I just go into the, can I borrow the key for the bathroom and then go in there and do that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> the nester. That sounds like the lamest Batman villain ever. Uh, what are you plugging right now, Doug Mellard? I will be in Oklahoma City March 4th and 5th with uh, opening for my buddy Dan Cummins uh, at Bricktown and then it's a little ways out, but April 10th, I'll be at the Commodore Perry Estate uh, helping raise money for the Other Ones Foundation, helping the homeless. It's a great foundation. And uh, that'll be hosted by Anthony from Queer Eye. It's going to be a fun time, April 10th, at the Commodore Perry Estate here in Austin, Texas. Check it out. Awesome. And uh, we'll give out more deets as they become available, but it's looking very good for us to be doing a wide roll of Doug's uh, taping with a live audience at, uh, in Austin, Texas at a date and time and venue uh, to be determined. Uh, and that's uh, during uh, South by Southwest in March. Uh, Doug Lowe's movie is going to be at the Sacramento punchline this Saturday at four twenty, And all of my dates are at douglasmovies.com. Thanks again, uh, Sarah Schaefer. Thanks for having me. For talking to us. And Ryan, get ready. This one's only three words. Uh, until next time, <laughs> Doug and Jerry. <laughs> Got it.